emsradio.com. EMS information for the next generation. The EMS Garage is a production of emsradio.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search EMS Garage. You can find us on Twitter at EMS Garage. Email us, emsgarage at gmail.com, or call us, 303-720-6001. The EMS And welcome to the EMS Garage at EMS Today 2012 in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm joined by some guests. So, Chris, uh, tell us about who you are, where you're from, what your role is in Inferno. Yeah, well, thank you, Chris. Chris Cleaves. I'm the director of the U.S. Division, uh, sales, customer service, as well as all of our field sales organization. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, we've really been evolving over the last couple of years into a uh, direct sales organization where we have 15 sales reps now throughout the United States. Our uh, level of excitement and the products that we're bringing to the market is uh, we're, we're the entire, you know, kind of goes through the entire organization right now because uh, we have uh, recently introduced to the marketplace a powered Easy Glide called okay. the Easy Glide Power Tracks, which you'll be showing everyone soon. And then we have uh, also some informatics in the back of an ambulance with Acetech. So very exciting times at Inferno. And then you're joined by your your compadre, Mr. Yeah. Your colleague, colleague, your co-host. yeah, co-host. He's my co-host, <laughs> co-host. Yeah. Mr. Mike Campion. Tell us who you are and uh, what you do at Inferno. Uh, I've been with Inferno, uh, I think, for almost four years now uh, as a regional sales specialist out of the Chicago region, as Chris mentioned. So we do hands-on out there with the customers. Um, trying to fit solutions to uh, to the problems that we have out there. So whether it be a power cot, manual cot, stair chair, backboard, scoop stretchers, uh, we really are, we try to be the total safety solution. So the full gamut of, of things. So I'm out there in the field and uh, interfacing with customers. So talk to us about the total safety solution and what that really means uh, to Ferno. Sure. And, and kind of take us down that path of, of where you guys are going as a company with that. Well, we, we created the, uh, that, that, those three words, in a sense, uh, because we felt that we were, uh, Fern has been in business since 1955, and we really felt as though we were not just a manufacturer of cots. Uh, we offered so much more to our customers. Uh, patient transport, patient transfer, uh, very, very important to what we do. And uh, as our reps were going out into the field, we felt like we were providing more solutions each and every day from cuts that were uh, some what we call our, uh, our classic line, which is still out in the marketplace, to our premium line, to what we now call our intelligent line, which is part of the, uh, the power tracks, Easy Glide power tracks. And we're the only company that could do that. Right. You know, you can come to us and we'll meet all of your needs. Nice. Safety is very important to us. We realize it's very important to the marketplace as well. We brought a comprehensive portfolio of products to this market uh, with our new with our new line, our classic line, our premium line. We're the only one that can do that. 
So we felt that that was very powerful and that we truly were providing total safety solutions to the marketplace. So we drove that through our sales organization and Mike is a living example of how he's been able to successfully communicate this to the customers and it's yielded great results. And that's really what it's all about. You know, it's there's no one cookie cutter solution for every service out there. Um, if there was, there'd be one product in this booth, you know, or, or one product right. here. So, you know, as a total solution, we really have to examine how people are going about their business, what struggles they have, what are they doing well, how can we do it a little bit better, and, you know, try and find some things that will help them do that, keep them safer out in the field, help them, you know, uh, keep their patients safer, save their backs, all of those sorts of things. Um, and it's really, you know, the full product line uh, that we have in a lot of different areas uh, allows us to do that. So that's really what it's well, all about. Well, and you guys don't, I think everybody thinks of Ferno as just making cots or stair chairs, but really you guys have, uh, like right behind us here, the scoop stretcher, um, backboards, uh, you have sea collars, you have bags, everything. I'm very impressed at, at all of the solutions that you guys provide. And, we, and it, we started getting into the monitor mounts. Uh, we don't right. make defibrillators, right. but we did that because of the safety of the medics and the patients in the back of the ambulance. Yep, we have uh, your monitor mounts in our ambulance. Yeah, yep, so exactly. we do a lot. We do a lot more than just cots. However, that's what our soul is. Right. You know, that's what we were founded on. So that's our passion. That's what drives us. However, we do feel like we have the comprehensive portfolio for all customers to be able to come into Ferno, get a catalog, talk to our customer service team and/or our sales. Uh, associates and be able to really find a solution that best fits our needs. Nice. Okay, so let's go. Let's start talking about power and let's talk about the power tracks. And you, you I think you have a lovely assistant around here somewhere that's going to take Mr. Koenig up and down the stairs. Yeah. So, um, David, assistant. I think you should. Uh, <laughs> uh, David's going to actually do this. And while he's doing that, I want you guys to walk us through sure. what they're doing on the stairs there and why this why this power cut or why this power stair chair is different in the power tracks sure. really well what we did we uh we took the easy glide stair chair that we've had out in the market for about six years and uh it's performed very well for us uh, a lot of ambulances have it as standard equipment and what we did essentially is took the track portion of it uh and powered it so up and down <laughs> touch of a button um very very easy and they're demonstrating you lean back we use a power component to go Woo! up the stairs there he goes just like that. Wow. So with our standard Easy Glide, it was it was very easy to go down. Right. And you know, you'd say, how could you make an Easy Glide easier? And uh, the real value now is going up. Touch of a button up. We're not straining our back. We're letting the chair do the work for us. So are you guys doing any lifting? No lifting. Wow. No. You really, it's really controlling the chair more than lifting. Our tendency is going to be, we want to lift. You don't want to lift. You actually want to push down and, and control the chair a little bit. And it is. Uh, able to up and down 500 pounds. Wow. So it has a capacity of 500 pounds, which is pretty remarkable. And Good job, David Koenig. Hey. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Dave. Um, so what are the customers saying? What are you, what are you, finding, from some, what are you finding from your customers and, and their base? Well, I, I would say that initially their responses have been somewhat overwhelming, uh, positive that way. Right. Because they, they have been asking for this. This isn't something we woke up one day and said, hey, let's do, start doing something else. Uh, and uh, you know, we really have uh, listened to the voice of the customer. Uh, they've talked to us about this, uh, especially a lot of transports 
but also with the number of females that are in this marketplace. And they're unable to take patients up, evacuate them out, transport them up from a hospital, nursing home, dialysis center. And what we've been hearing is this is a chair for all. Right. Is whether it's male, female, short, tall, you know, what have you, doesn't matter the strength of an individual. The chair actually works for you and makes it easy to operate. It's very simplistic. And uh, you can actually take your current Easy Glide. I was going to ask, yeah. And retrofit it to power. You don't have to buy a new Easy Glide. Really? You can take your current Easy Glide and retrofit the power onto it. Nice. And now, does, this, and does that model have the, um, the built-in IV pole? It does. It, does. it ah. has an IV pole, which is on the right-hand side. Nice. Yep. Very nice. carrying bags in your teeth. And a little carry bag, yeah. yeah. Well, and then I heard that you're also coming out with an O2 component to hold the O2 bottle, or no? We do. We right. do have, oh, an, o, have, well, we have okay. an O2 holder, but we also are very close, and it is available uh, to have a backrest that serves also as a strap, a head strap. Nice. On this. Okay. So it's, uh, as you extend the poles all the way up, the, the handles all the way up, you can see that if you have a right. person that's a little bit taller, there's no place for them to go. Right. The chair's pretty low. Uh, it's not built for comfort, really, right? right? You know. Right. And uh, so we've we've created uh, with one of our group companies, we've created kind of a backrest, and uh, it's very simple to use, very cost effective uh, for someone to be able to add that as an accessory to the stair chair. And now, it makes training easier too. So if you're right. already using an Easy Glide, it's oh. still the same chair. We're adding the power component to it, which will be different, but everything's in the same spot, you know, that, that'll make training or the transition very easy as well. Very nice. So. A couple last questions. The battery, somebody was telling me today, was that you telling me about the battery sitting on the shelf for volunteers? Yeah, the, uh, you know, very impressive what they've, what they've done with the battery system, but the battery will actually, I'll, I'll get to your question here, the battery will actually last 300 stairs at 300 pounds. Perfect. So, you know, you're out there in the field, you're going up, you know, New York, you're going up to you know the 10th floor taking somebody back from dialysis, you're going to be able to do that. Um, also, if you do charge it and take it off of a charger, it will not lose charge over time and you can actually let it sit uh, for up to two years is what they've tested and won't lose wow. charge. So if you're a volunteer service, uh, if you, you know maybe it's something that would use, you'd use once a week, um, you don't have to monitor batteries constantly. Maybe you're a hospital that uses it for an evacuation that maybe it hangs on the wall. Right. You don't have to every week switch your batteries. You can leave that battery on the chair and it'll be ready when you are. So wow. very impressive with the uh, with the battery system. And that's a, that's a can I buy it and I can go buy those batteries anywhere? Or are you they can, it's a Milwaukee, Well, it's a Milwaukee 28 volt, uh, so you can. Uh, if, but what we do is when you order the Easy Glide Power Tracks, uh, we send you two batteries with the charger. Oh, nice. Okay. So, Very you know, cool. I, I, I really, uh, it's so early. Uh, I find it to be um, something that you're probably not going to have to go out and have a lot of access right. on right. because they last so long, number one. Uh, as Mike stated, 300 stairs. We actually stopped testing at 30 flights, and it still had charge left on it wow. with a 300-pound person. So we're so confident and its reliability, and its uh, you know how how long it's going to last, regardless of the weight of someone. Nice. And uh, so we really that's why we're providing two and not any more. 
we really firmly believe that's all you're going to need. Wow, that's great. So, um, there, and if you lose charge, say something happens catastrophically, you can still use this in a manual mode. It's not like, oh, it's everything's locked up. You can still use it in, a, in the manual mode without the actual power you if you can. need it. Going down. Yep. Going down, and, right. And, uh, going down. And, and the, uh, um, the Bluetooth capabilities, uh, I think, is, is, a, is an incredible advance in technology with this. Right. Uh, the fact that we can actually communicate uh, as easily as it does, as successfully as we've had uh, it work so far, uh, we haven't seen a failure like that. Uh, obviously, we know that there's a possibility anything's po- you know anything can happen. Uh, but uh, you know, we continue to test. We continue to look for ways to continue to improve it, uh, and we feel like we have a product now that is revolutionizing taking patients upstairs. That's and and awesome. down because you power up and you power down. Yeah. Okay, I love that. So let's start. Let's move on to other pieces of the Ferno line. Um, I think they're actually using it over here. So we'll go to let's go to this one next, and then we'll come back to the Mondial. So let's talk about the power cut, the power, um, and how the PowerFlex has really become a, a leader in the in the ability to use power. Um, and I've heard, and, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, 700 pounds un, unassisted? 700 pounds unassisted and 1,100 assisted. Wow. Uh, we have actually have video of someone that weighed about 1,200 pounds on it, and the cop performed well. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a very durable, robust system. We know that it's uh, so widely accepted from so many customers in the United States and throughout the world. Right. Because of the ability to lift heavier patients. Uh, it's a true bariatric solution, but it will also serve as a powered cot for those non-bariatric situations that you're involved in. Uh, we've recently, uh, as part of our initiative, to always make sure that we're providing the best products to the market, we have uh, recently changed uh, the actuator on the PowerFlex. It's faster. I use this. Is this a new actuator This is today? a new actuator. And we, have, we have an older one. And this way, I was like, holy cow, that thing's up. It's fast. It's been out for about six months. Uh, it's faster. Uh, it has proven to be more reliable. Uh, we've nice. had zero failures with our new actuator. Wow. So it's a little bit faster, but the other nice thing about it, it's very quiet. So it's not a noisy, jerky right. type of actuator. So it's performed extremely well, and we're excited about it. And that's, I think that was the other thing I was impressed by, is how smooth it is. It's very, it's extremely smooth. Um, so talk to me a little bit about some of the functionality as uh, Jim, I think, Jim, are you going to demonstrate that for us while we talk about it? Okay, cool. So. Um, Mike, talk us through sure. the uh, all the way from where it's at today to going back in, and then talk about the integrated charging system, kind of like what we did before. So sure. get us get us onto the get us into there, and then okay. we'll talk about through some of the systems. Well, one of the things that we do that's a little bit unique with all of our products is the drop frame. I mean, the the whole mentality of a you know you look at all of these powered solutions that we have. They, it, the mentality is work smarter, not harder. We right. want to save our backs. We want to extend careers out there, keep the patient safe, but we have to make sure we're safe as well. So this is part of that uh, uh, circle of care. So what we have with the drop frame here is the ability to move the cot to us instead of moving ourselves to the cot. Instead of which, the old drop. That's, right, that's or bending at the like waist that. and I different like things. Right. Um, Sometimes you get down, an area, you're down, but you can't put it down because you got exactly. that. Yep, that's exactly. a good point. Wow. So nice. you don't lose that's functionality really cool. here, but again, you can also position it to what's comfortable for you. So if you're a little bit shorter and you need to go up a curb, we drop that down. Instead of curling that way, we can drop, lift with our legs, keep our back straight so we're more nice. ergonomic. 
uh, we're going to be safer that way too. Um, the cot itself uh, is also more stable. Uh, you know, Chris oh, mentioned yeah. the bariatric solutions. We know that you're going to a power cot for a reason. People are getting, uh, people are not getting smaller. People are getting bigger. Right. Um, you know, uh, as a medic, you're asked to do more and more every day. Um, and you know, if you're not a bodybuilder, it's going to take, it's going to wear on you. So. What we wanted to do because of that is from the ground up, even before we start to talk about power, is make sure that it's stable. So front to back, we've uh, extended the wheelbase a little bit. So if your patient sits on the front of the cot or the side, you're going to be stable over the wheels. If you're oh, that's across. what I was impressed with. You did that yep. demo, and you were sitting on the end literally, and I, <laughs> I thought, this thing's going to go. That's yeah, amazing. exactly. And, and then he that, sat that on the edge. Yeah. That, so that blew me away. This shows you the front to back stability. And, you know, nine times out of ten, wow. if your patient sits on the, you know, they're going to sit there or they're going to sit right on the side. Holy so cow. If you're going across gravel, grass, anything like that, you're going to be stable over the wheels. Also, side to side is very important, too. So if you have a patient that's sitting on the side, like Jim is there, um, or you're transferring a patient, as you pull that patient over right. for a second, that patient's going to be right on the very, very extreme edge of that cot. Right. So we need to be stable side to side so that that cot doesn't shoot out from you. So you can be confident when you're using this that you're not going to have to worry about the cot. You can concentrate on patient care, which is ultimately the goal here. Impressive. Um, as far as a battery system, and I'll, I'll get to the ICS as well, but sure. uh, it's a 24-volt lead-acid battery. The great thing about it is that it, it operates well in extreme temperatures. Okay. Um, similar chemistry to a car battery. So if you think about going out in the morning and starting your car on a cold day, uh, it still operates. Um, what's also nice about it is that it doesn't have any memory with it. So as you charge and you know recharge it, it's not going to decrease over the lifespan of the, the cot. Um, How cold can you get? I think we deep froze it, didn't we? I believe it is. I think they put it in uh, a deep freeze overnight. Greater than negative 40 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and they pulled yeah, it right out. Room, I would yeah. have been Greater okay. than that. I was yeah. in Maine, and it didn't get above zero. I mean, it, was, it hit minus 30, which is not unusual. And I have friends up in Fairbanks where it gets, you know, minus 40 is pretty much their winter. Sure. Yeah. yeah and we have, you know, personally, I cover North and South Dakota, and I can tell you, you haven't felt cold, you know, until you felt negative 40 cold with the wind whipping at you yeah. and we have many units up there they perform great you know where it's winter nine months out of the year it has to perform same thing on the opposite end of the spectrum and it may be a daytona or a we've miami done, we've done extreme testing yep. both ways both for so, heat and cold yeah and it's very important because the last thing you want is pull your cot out and it freeze yeah. on you how um, many so if, how many ups and downs can i do on a single charge it's about 80 cycles, so, okay. you know, wow. four cycles a run, so about 20 runs. Uh, that varies with patient weight, though. You know, if sure. you get five bariatric calls in a row or ten bariatric calls, that's a bad day. Sure. But uh, it's also it's going to take a little bit more battery for you. Um, I think the performance of the PowerFlex has really been amazing. Nice. It has performed <laughs> extremely well, and uh, with the, uh, how robust the weight capacity, the new actuator, the integrated charging system, which I know Mike's going to talk about in just a moment, it's the best product on the market. Nice. And we're not just saying that because we are right. Furno. We truly believe it. Nice. it. We've made so many improvements, and we continue to improve each and every one of our products to meet the needs and expectations of our customers. And uh, this has been just a tremendous product for us over Absolutely. the last couple of years. Well, Absolutely. when you say that, I think I, I don't know how many people rec realize that you guys actually are part of MSAR. They're part of you. They're, they're one of your companies. So you guys have that. Not only do you have the manufacturing side, but you have the service side as well. So if something goes wrong, I mean, God forbid, you know, you need service on it, whatever. You guys have that piece of it uh, too because yeah. it's important that 
that those uh, techs are trained and understand how your COTS operate? I mean, I know they use a lot of COTS, but yours specifically. MSAR is a great business partner for us, and uh, we have a, a relationship with them, uh, not just from a, uh, um, uh, you know, a business side corporately, but our local teams do with their technicians very, very well. Nice. Uh, they speak often. Uh, they obviously, uh, we utilize their expertise to take care of our customers. That's what they do. They do a great job at it. And uh, we're very appreciative of the work that they do. Uh, and uh, the great thing is they provide, their, that, that's another solution for us. You know, it's not just them coming to work it on ACOT. They can work on all of our products and they have the capabilities of doing that. Uh, MSAR has grown uh, tremendously yeah, over the last couple of years. And they have well over 200 technicians, service technicians in the field now. Nice. And uh, it's a it's a great resource to have, no doubt about it. Very nice. Now, how easy is it for me to maintain that cot? You know, in between shifts, cleaning, sure. work on right. it. How easy is it to do that? Well, there's a couple of things too, and we'll, we'll you know, the battery is part of that maintenance, right? When you add a power a power cot, it's another battery to worry about. Um, we take care of the battery aspect with our charging system. Um, but as far as extra maintenance, there's nothing extra versus, you know, if you compare it to a manual cot. Our actuator that sits down there at the bottom is a marine-grade actuator. You can get it wet, snowy, dirty, hose it off, no problem. Um, so there's no extra. It's a sealed system. You don't have to monitor hydraulic fluid. You don't have to monitor anything. Uh, it's a sealed, sealed system. Uh, and just the, the points that you would look at on a normal cot. You know, one of the most important things that we can do with any piece of equipment is, is to treat it properly, make sure it's used correctly, right. but also make sure that it's clean after every call. Now you could take the scoop stretcher, you could take a, your stair chair, you go through snow and salt in the winter time and you never clean it off, you can't complain when it, you know, it, it wears. You know, right. or it's almost like your vehicle if you think about it. You can't drive all winter through salt and snow and everything, never wash it, and then complain when your car starts to rust. Right. So exactly. you want to take the same care, it'll extend the life of anything that you're using, but as far as extra maintenance, there's nothing that you need to do. Hosing it down? You can absolutely hose it down. There are two areas you want to be careful of if you're using any kind of high pressure water. Um, the power pack, obviously, the battery system. We do seal it, there's, it's gasketed, so if you have patient fluid or rain or anything like that, it won't get in there. But uh, you want to watch out for the high-pressure stuff. Nice. Same thing in the wheels, and this is really any cot. If you force water into the wheel bearings, they're sealed. You get water in there, the bearings may rust out over time, so you want to be a little bit careful in that regard. But uh, the other thing that we were talking about, too, our charging system, and that's this little... Okay. Uh, yeah, so have them come in and yeah. let's talk about that. So yeah. we'll show you. <laughs> and, guys, can we do a, a two-person load? And this is, you know, when we're loading a, a power cot, uh, our, our key to success... Our key to success is uh, is using two people and splitting that weight uh, between the two operators. So I think uh, if you missed it, and you may have missed it at home, but they have these two little uh, arms that pop out, and it's really easy then to have two people help you load that cot. And uh, I th the other piece of it is the, the the buttons on the end are big, and they're very easy to use, especially if you have a glove on or in the winter you have a gloved hand, um, more specifically. Um, Green to the ground, blue to the sky. Exactly. And, uh, you know, one of the other things, too, and when they pull it out here, I'll have them show you. Um, the, the front end control panel, um, if you look at it in terms of what we've done with manual cots, 
we have two grab bars. With this, we have one. And that's because we have the ability to actually rotate the entire nice. foot end around. So if you have two operators uh, that maybe are a little bit shorter, you can drop it down. If you have a heavy patient, you want to get a little bit more leverage, you can drop it down. Or based on the environment that you're in. If the vehicle, if the, the front end is pitched down and your load height is a little bit higher than what it is on flat ground. Or the opposite, if, if the vehicle is, is backed up to a, a hospital ramp and your load height is very, very low, you can change the handle. Again, moving the cot to us instead of us moving ourselves around the cot. Nice. Work smarter, not harder. Um, but that's just two little tabs here in the front. So we can really configure the cot between the front end and the back end that we talked about earlier. We can really maneuver the cot in a variety of different positions to make sure that we're safe, and that's the most important thing. And did you mention that the ICS can be retrofitted in the ambulance? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So very, very easy. And again, the, the integrated charging system is, is what we're talking about with the ICS. And, you know, when you're going from a manual cot to a power cot, again, there's that battery that you worry about. Okay, what are we going to keep charged? We have right. batteries on our monitors. You're going to have a battery on your stair chair, pulse oxes. Maybe your ventilator has a battery. You have cell phones, computers, all these things. So we make it very easy in the transition where you click your cot into the fastener, contacts line up, you're charging inside the vehicle either from an inverter or shoreline, so it takes that daily process of you know, swapping batteries, monitoring batteries, it takes it out of the equation so you can concentrate again on patient care and not what a battery is doing. Um, it also eliminates you getting on scene and having a dead battery because you're charging either in route or as you come out of the station if you're charging via shoreline, you have a fully charged cot um, and again with no memory issue, your battery is going to stay, you know, fully charged almost all the time, um, which is great. So um, our lovely assistant has told, showed me we have 25 minutes left, and I want to get through the Mondial okay. and find out if there's any customers that have an experience here and get, get talk to them and then bring the other guests up. So sure. let's quickly go through the Mondial and what's different about that. And Jim Jim's is going around. Okay, there we go. Cool. So walk us through the Mondial. Sure. Well, it's a, it's a very unique cut, and if you look at it, uh, it's a little bit different. What makes it tick, it's, it's an independent leg cot. Um, right. Independent okay. leg meaning the legs swing up or load independently. So it's, it's similar to an H-frame style load, but with an H-frame, both legs are connected. Oh. With this, as we roll forward, the back leg will kick up, the leg closest to the operator will stay on the ground, holding the weight. So what it allows us to do is push instead of hold the weight and, uh, and load. So more of the weight is being held by the cot itself. Um, than the operator, and that's really to save our backs. As we come out, Jim will show you here, the back leg will kick. Once we get to that point, we can set the cot down, and we're not holding any weight. Wow. As we roll forward, the back leg will lock, and we can roll out of the ambulance. And what's so, unique about this is that there's, as we're loading or unloading, there's no, uh, there's no handles to grab. It's a completely automated process. So wow. as we go on to the... Uh, uh, as we go on to the uh, rig, a series of events happen that unlock each leg one after the other, and essentially we just push, as Jim's doing here. Chris, this cot was impressive. Uh, it was originally the, the manufactured for the European market right. as the sprinters. Sure. And over the last couple of years, uh, while there's well over 60,000 ambulances in the United States, very small portion of them are sprinters. Uh, they're starting to become more of an interest. Yep. Understand. The load height is fixed. It's either, you know, 27 to 29, right? Uh, and uh, so it's very specific to those types of ambulances or vans, uh, not into a, a big type three, 
Sure. Ambulance. And uh, so we started talking to customers. Again, this was, we were inspired to bring this into the U.S. market from feedback that we got from customers. So we have uh, been introducing this now into the United States very recently. Uh, it has a, uh, in, the U- in the U.K., it has a liftoff top. We've chosen primarily for the U.S. market to have it as a non-liftoff, which is, we refer to it as a monoblock. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're excited about it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, we've, uh, matter of fact, in the, at this show last night, uh, there's a couple customers that have already said they want it for trials. They, you know, they, they now know it's out. Uh, they know that uh, it's in the um, uh, development is finished, testing has been completed, and they said, hey, we want to try it now. So we're excited to see how it goes. This is something new for us. Independent leg, no one else has it in the market. Right. And, uh, and most especially in the United States, so we're very excited about it. It's, it's so cool. And because um, we, we, we own one in my service too, and I, I love the thing. I think that it really speaks about, again, if, you know, if, you, can't affo- if you don't want the, the power cot because of weight restrictions or whatever, this is a, a, another nice piece to add to your to your repertoire if you need to. And I think that they both, you're, you guys are doing a lot for safety. I think that the safety piece from my perspective is huge. And just seeing that, I, I was blown away. The way the, even the, the shoulder straps come around the patient, every little piece of that was well designed. And I, I applaud well, thank you. you. It's amazing. Thank you. And it's, again, nice. it's because there's no cookie cutter solution. Right. Can't, there's no one product for every service. So, That's a good point. you know, we have all of these options for a reason. It's not just to drive ourselves crazy or to drive <laughs> you crazy. Right. Well, but, and, you uh, know, it's, it, we, we just added to our total safety solutions. Exactly. Right. With another uh, opportunity for a customer for us to deliver on something that uh, no one else has. That's very cool. So, you know, they're coming to Ferno for it. Just like it. the Easy Glide Power Tracks. And now the Mondial, so we're excited. Very nice. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm good. Mr. Greg Fries. Good afternoon. From morning. 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 We're still morning. I'm losing Apparently. track of the time. And, mis- and Mr. David Koenig, how are you? How, good. What did you think of going up the stairs? I, I, at first, I got to be honest, I was a little bit worried because I didn't feel like they, you know, I didn't hear the grunt. Of the getting rid of the lift me. And then suddenly I was in the air and uh, it was it was a pretty good ride. Nice. You know? Um, and yeah, I mean they stopped with me on the stairs and it breaks. He waved at me and I was like, Wow <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's 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 great. You, you know, we talk about safety so much, we talk about ambulance crashes and uh, that's a very hot topic for us, but one of the, the things, one of the leading causes of injuries are back injuries, and that's where devices designed like this, like like the uh, Mondial and the, the Power Flex chair, that's just, wow. Power Tracks, you Power know, Flex Cot. Right, we're close, right. Yeah. Power Tracks. I know. Yeah. I, I know I have a hard time with all the X's, but I get it, I, I, yeah. because I think that um, they're heading down the road with, a, with that safety solution. Um, from an educator standpoint, how easy would it be to train on things like this? I mean, I well, don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. putting you on the spot a little bit. You sure are. I, I'm, I'm, I'm used to that, that though. <laughs> yeah. so much fun. I love his eyes. They the got really big. The eyes, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, products that are intuitive to use and that the difference that it could make for the provider and just sort of like their overall wellness, but the ease of doing their job, people are receptive to that type of training and uh, you know, I think 
you know, the sort of risk of back injury is well known, as well as other injury, you know, in the workplace, many organizations will have people on light duty, and it's because of some sort of lifting-related acute or, or sort of chronic injury. So th- the importance is obvious. If it, if it makes sense and it's intuitive and it's easy to use and replaces something else that's more difficult, I think that it's easy to train. But, you know, I think we get into, we can have all the tools we want. We give you all the safety tools. Right. But we don't change our mindset. About? About lifting and how we do stuff point. about safety. Good point. As right. us, the providers. No one else. We're going to keep getting injured. You know, and you look at the, you know, at the, um, uh, the smart, uh, the power tracks. Power tracks. Power tracks. Power tracks. The one that goes upstairs. The one that goes upstairs. Yeah. You know, the simple aspect, it's got the four wheels. You know, it's got a caster. I still argue with people saying, we're not going to extremity lift this patient. Why are we doing an extremity lift on this patient? You know, let's work smarter. Let's use a right. stretcher. Let's, let's get them out of here appropriately. Well, and something they didn't show you is they can actually lean that thing back a little bit and run it on carpet. And so you don't even have to, so you, you don't have to be going upstairs. I thought that was pretty cool with, with just going through a house. If you have somebody that's a little heavy and you don't want to lift up an old... How many of you have taken a patient in a kitchen chair and actually lifted them, you know, around their house? Never. Okay. Yeah, I've done that a few times. Yeah. So the, the, the thing I think that Kyle's kind of getting at is that if one person says, stop, let's talk about how we're going to do this. Is there a better way to do this? Um, because oftentimes emergent, like, life-saving lifts are truly rare. Oftentimes, we can pause for 30 seconds or a minute or even, like, let's go get, go to the truck and get the, whatever it is that we need to do this better, bring it back, and then do the lift or the extrication. Smart. Well, we're here at EMS today, and I wanted to pick your brain because we're here, and it's fun. Um, do I need to pick my nose? Is it bad? Is it bad? Okay, I'm fine. No, okay. <laughs> God. So, um, it's like when someone, like, did you break out gum yesterday? I'm like, do I need gum? No. Um, so, the, um, so what's your impressions of the show this year? What, what have you seen? What have you done? I know you were presented. Are you presenting or no? No. Okay. So, I, I, I mean, yesterday was like my class day. Today's going to be my product day. A couple classes tomorrow. And then What'd you see? What, what class did you go to? Uh, well, I went to Kelly's class on Blogging 101. Kelly Grayson? Yeah, Kelly Grayson. You went to Blogging 101? I know. Why would you do that? So that I could learn how to blog and not get fired for it. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. Did, okay. Well, it was, it was funny because, like, I walked in and he's like, well, what are you doing here? I said, well, so like, I don't get fired. And he's like, <laughs> well, brother, I got some bad news for you because uh, a lot of your stuff you're going to see up on the screen. So <laughs> it's kind of like, all right, well. Yeah. Were you yeah. doing that just so you could feel, like, a little narcissistic and go, yeah, that's mine? No, not okay. real. No, I just I'm I just wanted to hear what 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 it was that you know uh, he was gonna say, and uh, you know it was good. It was informative. Um, I think he hit all the all the keynotes right, and, and that was good. Then after that, I went to uh, Gary Ludwig's oh yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. presentation on building uh, culture change from the ground up in Memphis. Cool. You know, I was thinking about Russell while I'm sitting there. Yeah, I'm like, you know, go Russell. Um, and uh, then after that, I was at Greg's lecture. On uh, cheating, or is it group problem solving? So same thing. Yeah, really. pretty much. Oh, and, I'm cheating right now because I don't know what <laughs> I, I can't remember his name. It's great. And uh, then of course the keynote, you know, and I mean everybody, 
you know, pretty much gathered in for the keynote and to see, you know, Johnny Gage up on screen. I, I expected him to walk up and pop by car, but he didn't. That would have been awesome. That that would have, forget it. it, it like, was the that whole your place first time seeing him speak? Yes, okay. it was. I, have you seen him speak before? I've actually just seen him once, and it was a real small venue. I bet there was maybe like 15 or 20 of us, but... My lunch is probably a pretty similar message. I mean, it was great. I well, thought. I've I've heard several people that have seen him in different venues. They said this was his best one he's ever done. Wow. He was just up there and real and just talking about him and kind of his whole experience. And no PowerPoint, just him and a camera and a mic. And that was kind of cool. Nice. So to have kind of that feeling, kind of touching person that's right. an actor that kind of gets what we do. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I well, that. and 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 that's really what he was talking about was you know there were, there's all this technology and you know he brought up you know the the voice recognition and it's like right. oh okay so he has Siri now you know um, and uh, you know it, at the core of it while we have all this technology and we have all these tools you know at the base of it it's still about you know human to human it's about you know. Not necessarily the tools we're using. It's about mm. using our hearts, and nice. you know, practicing with that. And, and I think that that's an important message. And, and that's something that often gets lost when we talk about, you know, uh, original courses and refreshers and continuing education. And you lose, you know, the the point where it's it's really about you know the patient as a person and you as a person helping them and compassion and care. You speak a lot about that, though, about being compassionate. Sure. Sometimes. Yeah. I like to think... be nice more often, to you especially. <laughs> you, you know, literally, I, yeah. you make me laugh every I time. Think, oh, gosh. You know, you know, in one of the sessions yesterday, I asked uh, the audience, what's, what's easiest to measure, the time that somebody spends training, their cognitive knowledge, their psychomotor skills, or their affective behaviors? And... My belief is the affective is the toughest to uh, measure and really to measure consistently uh, in a way that you know actually reflects not just sort of your gut feeling about somebody, but right. some way to score it. And you know because the way the education delivery process is set up so often is it's really heavy on the cognitive and the psychomotor skill, and then we time it. And we lose, like Dave was saying, we might lose sight of like reminding people of like, well, why are you doing this? And you know, if you still care about people, keep doing it. But if you reach a point where you don't care anymore, it's a good time to walk away. You know, yeah, good point. Well, and or find something to recharge your batteries. Right. Take a break. You know, yeah. Take a break or log and get fired. Or reconnect. Right. Reconnect. Okay. You know, I've talked about this many times that. Um, I was burning out on EMS and the way I was involved. And then a few years ago, started listening to the EMS Garage. And you listen to Mike's show? Well, okay. early well, you episodes did. I you did. did. Okay, but I don't blame now you. Now I don't know when it's on anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, either. <laughs> but that, that process, that led me to sort of reconnecting with like a broader EMS community that, nice. that really recharged and then gave me some new pathways to be involved. That's actually kind of cool. And I think that... Um, that's one of the passions I love about coming to a show like this is you get to, I get to see friends, mm-hmm. right. old friends, older friends, and then, <laughs> okay, barely, okay, you're barely older than me. 
I love it. No, but but really, that's part of it. And then finding new people out here that are like, oh, we have this in common or we have that in common, and we just didn't know it. So I think that's the biggest thing because um, I, I I talk to people that come to the conferences that I know from my area, and I say, you know, what'd you do? Oh, I went to the course and then I went to dinner. And I'm like, well, come out with us. Let me know where you are. You know, cool. I'll tell you where we are because that's probably the best thing about this is getting to meet people, getting to network. You know, on that, and that is probably one of the strongest things. It's like, what are you doing in your system? What are you doing in your system? Wow, we have the same problems. Right. right. How can we? How can we come to a, a solution? Let's work together and, and, and do that. And I think you, it's the strongest part. You should come to the show alone. Yeah. Because if you come in with a whole bunch of your people, you're going to stick with those people. With and yeah, come alone, or you know, come with somebody you don't like. That way, you can kind of both go out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You asked Dave uh, about his impression of the show. One of the things that Oh, sorry. Your, your impression. Last night, walking around the exhibit hall, and then a little bit this morning, is I think there's a lot more people here. There are a lot of people here. Uh, I don't know if the aisles are narrower, no. but there's more people in the aisles. They're up 20% this year. If, wow. I've, I can feel it. I'm talking to AJ. They're up, they're about 20% this year. So wow, that's, that's huge. great to have. And I had a session that I did yesterday. It was standing room only. Uh, there's only eight seats in the room, but those extra two people. I had uh, probably close to 75 people in the session. And in the education track that my session was in, that was a pretty good turnout. I was real pleased with that. So did you, did you just stand up there and read slides? Is that, what, is that how you present? Yes, it is. Hi. So there's a lot of words on this slide. I will I'd read like, everyone. I'd like them. to tell you, one of, in the morning session, uh, John Dillon at C3 Softworks, he loaned me a set of these audience response pads. So we were able Ooh. to do live polling. So I would ask the audience a question, and they would uh, uh, put in on their button their response. And then uh, oftentimes I'd follow up, like, okay, somebody said your last CE experience was very good. Like, you know, somebody tell us what made it good, or somebody else that your last experience was very poor. What was it? And so we could use that to help guide the, the discussion. And then there was also a few times where I was really surprised, like that, that question of what's easiest to measure. Uh, a few people said affective behavior is easiest to measure. And I was like, this is shocking, uh, maybe because I'm not very affective to begin with, but then that somebody would think it's easy to measure. And it, Scott Keir was one of the people that said that. So I said, well, you know, I said, who said that? And Scott raised his hand, and, and then we had a conversation. He articulated why he chose that. I could see his point. Um, and then we had some other people talk about why it's difficult for them right. to measure. I don't think you can, but... Maybe you can put How it. do I feel about you right now? <laughs> like you feel about me every time, Greg Freeze. <laughs> How about you? What's your? How have your impressions of the show gone? And are you are you presenting this? Time? No, this this is my vacation. Really? Yeah, I come down here to have fun and learn. Nice. You know, I don't have to do any prep. There's no stress. It's relaxing. Cool. I enjoy it. Uh, I'm impressed this year. So far, everything I've gone to, usually, you know, I'm burned out. You know, it's right. like oh, I don't want to do another lecture. I have. I don't know if I, they've got better presenter this year, or maybe I, I picked better topics, but I have been highly impressed, especially for this one on cheating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, see, I was going to go to that one, and I thought you were going to learn how to cheat. How to cheat. Yeah. We did. They actually gave you ideas of what not to do, so that tells you how to do it. Oh, okay. I, actually, I like the I rubber started, band idea. I started the presentation with the summary. This is my second slide, was the summary slide. 
So I said to people, hey, if, leave. if you want to leave, I've given you the summary points. You can skip straight to the test at this point if you want. That's awesome. Um, did, and did they? And I also posted all the slides on slideshare.net. So the slide design, by the way, is beautiful. Thanks. I, yes, I'm very proud. Uh, I wonder who. I wonder who did that. John Dillon. Some of it was just uh, my did. work, but using what I've learned from Kyle. And He's John. getting it. Wow. But, you know, I said to people, you know, here's the summary. Slides are on SlideShare. You can go, and, and they stayed. So, see, I wish I'd have been in there because I'd have gotten up and went. Yeah. <laughs> I think. You're so dramatic. I am. Yeah. I, but just, just, to, just for the laugh, and then yeah. I would have sat down. I would have barred the door. I know you not let you back. <laughs> I wouldn't have walked out completely. You pushed it. Fine, go. I know, okay. Anyway, yeah, you were saying, sorry. I think one of my favorite sessions, though, was the Eagles. Oh, I heard. Well, that was this morning. Uh, they had two sessions. Oh, really? They had two okay. sessions. And um, for those of you who don't know about Eagles, it's basically put a bunch of medical directors that get together down in Dallas to talk about what's going on at EMS. And it's a whole bunch of very short presentations down in 60 down there. presentations in two days yeah and it's like 15 minute presentations yep. it, it's great for us to have ADD <laughs> it's like I'm going to go oh next one oh, I'm gonna oh squirrel oh next one you know and that kept me into it but they talk about the latest in research and what's out there and they brought some of those here and they did answer you know question and answer you know with the, with the, the audience and I think that's one of the best ones I went to and it was really neat to see what's coming and what's out there and I was talking to the medical director from Memphis last night I can't think of his name right now and he was he was at the um, he was at Eagles and he said that they're coming out with a position paper about backboarding excellent yes don't do it he basically said well most of us are in in AMAS in a EMSP as well so he goes why not have two position papers written by the same people I'm like okay I like that so um, they're really coming out with the idea that we should really, really start backing away from the idea of spinal immobilization. Because the injury happens at the time of the event. Right. What are we really, what are, what are we, in that 1% of the time, maybe, what are we saving for 99%? It's really never about me. Um, you know, over at emsblogs.com, we have a whole bunch of bloggers. I met a couple of them for the first time uh, at this conference, which, which was great. Uh, Coma's host. Uh, who's uh, one of the bloggers on the network. He was actually in uh, the class with uh, Kelly, and uh, I'd never met him before, and Kelly was like, oh, how many people are bloggers? And he raised his hand, and he's like, and who are you? He said, and he's like, oh, I read your stuff. And I was like, wait a second. You're part of the network. It's nice. Like, um, later on, you know, formally met him and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's, a... his stuff is really great to great to uh, read, and uh, it was great to meet him here at EMS today. And, and that's really what what these types of events are about. It's about seeing great stuff, learning great things, and being with great people. Cool. Well, and where can people find you? Give us your email address at least. Yeah, I'm David Koenig on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. Sir, where can people find you? Uh, so the EMS Educast podcast is a great place to connect. We've done 131 episodes now, and we're coming up on a quarter million downloads, which is pretty amazing. That's crazy. And, That's crazy. Uh, we're still having a lot of fun with that, Rob Terrio and Bill Toon and I. So look for us at EMS Educast, and then uh, connect with me at everydayemstips.com. Very cool. 
thanks for thank you for coming on. Glad even though I it. even though I get to tease you, but uh -huh. I, it's because I only know you'll give me the ribbing back, which I love. Right, I love it. Mr. Kyle David Bates. Find me at KyleDavidBates.com, Image Medic on Twitter, uh, and my two projects, uh, PDU, P-E-D-I-U.com, which is our pediatric podcast. You can't spell it that fast. I know. P-E-D-I-U. Dash U. I would have to practice. And uh, our new, well, not our new, but our other project is FirstFewMoments.com, which is our podcast, which we are actually publishing a textbook. Hopefully be out next year at this time. And and then you'll be rich and retired. And That'd be nice. <laughs> can I? Can I? I, come, I know so many Can I come authors, to the beach? Yeah. Can I come to the beach to with the you? The beach with me. All right. right. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Chris Montero, the Geeky Medic, on all the websites. You can find more about us at emsgarage.com. We'd like to thank Ferno for hosting us at their great booth here at EMS today. And um, as you can hear behind us, there's a lot going on. So I'm Chris Montero. Thanks for joining us, and join us next time when we talk more about issues that concern you in EMS. Thank you.